All right, everybody, welcome back to week 24. Woo! 24. 24. Officially six months in. Six. Whatever, whatever the hell this is. I'm dealing with you, fucking idiots. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Let's go. Two, two more weeks for half a year of this bullshit. That's all going to happen. Well, 26 know. weeks would be half. Hey, either anyway, way, I don't anyways. even. Either way, knock it. Not get into we it. We get it. Kyle's smarter than us. Let it go. No, he's not. Nah, Any- not. <laughs> anyway, uh, jump right into it. Seattle, finally named the first head coach in uh, Dave Haskdahl. I still can't pronounce his name. Haskdahl. I don't even know who that is, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, but regardless, they named the first coach in franchise history. I mean, hey, is it bad that I pronounced it Hacksaw earlier? I mean, I, I don't know anything about him, so I don't hey, know how it's pronounced, so I, I won't even call you yeah. stupid for that one. <laughs> I can't even fucking pronounce it, so All right. that's fine. Hacksaw, he's not Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually hired somebody else, right, Jeffy? Yep, um, J.G. Brown is hired as the television analyst for their inaugural season. J.G. Brown, who also just retired as of Tuesday, Wednesday, beginning of the week. I want to say it was Wednesday? One of, one of the two. Might have, been even, might have been even earlier as Monday. I don't remember when, but it was very early this week. Do they now have a TV analyst? Yeah. They're making steps closer and closer. Yeah. Closer and closer to the draft itself, about a month away. Yeah. So, so I was excited to add their uh, 32nd team to the NHL. So uh, it'll be nice to see how they do, what they do. This awesome. be, I'm just excited to see who's going to be the first players to wear the sweater for them. Yeah. I, I, th- I think that's what I'm more excited about is who is going to. Be wearing the inaugural sweaters. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be history. You know, Flurry did it for Vegas. It's going to be all a matter of who does it for mm-hmm. Seattle. Yeah. That's <coughs> going to be cool. All right. And moving on. So, I know it was short, but let's jump right into it. Santa Cup playoffs. Round three. Officially done. You know, Just my- ending no more than ten minutes after we recording. Before we started after. this recording. Tampa Bay has taken Game 7 away from the New York Islanders. Woo! What a game, man. That was, oh. one nothing Game 7, you know. one nothing. Vasilevsky got another another playoff shutout under his belt. How many is that for him? Is that how many you know off the top of their head? <laughs> he's had at least, I think, three or four this playoffs alone. He's, he's, I'm, I'm just curious. I'm just, he's, he's the dude's an, the dude's an absolute unit. He's a, there's yeah. a reason I put him in my number one goalie. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Year, last well, week. I think all of us did. I think I think one of only one of us did. I had. I think one of us had Flurry. I, don't I had Flurry as mine, just because I've always admired Flurry. I I haven't really followed Vassy as much as I did Flurry. Dude, just think about it. It's now going to be Vassy versus Price Ooh. in the Cup final. That's so at uh, as of versus Carey Price, man, that's at, as of tonight, he has six playoff shutouts. Wow. That's including so, tonight's. That's including tonight's. Wow. So, yeah, and then Montreal beating out uh, Vegas, game six. At I was night. completely, I, I was yeah. at a sh- loss for Let's words. Let's start Robin Leonard. <laughs> I see, yeah, we'll look back at you, Vegas. But, you know, I kind of have to tip my hat off yeah. to Robin Leonard. Did he you did. see the Twitter post that he had made? Like, to, to, Car- yeah, to Carey Price. That was freaking awesome. Like, he's pretty much bowing down to the guy. Like, it's well-deserved. Well yeah. And... Don't get me wrong, uh, Robin Lehner yeah. is a phenomenal he, goaltender, but he is definitely the kind of guy, at least from the short time that I've watched him, he's definitely the kind of guy where he definitely is, like, game recognizes game. Yeah. Like, I say, that's, even though, yeah, 
he came in for this series for the most... He did not... I mean, of course, they, Vegas... Um, Got eliminated. Yeah, yeah if but, he, but Leonard stayed, did sorry, not bat for his... No, he didn't do bad at all. If Flurry would have stayed as the starter, do you think Vegas would have taken the series? I'm pretty sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I still okay, think they would have pushed seven. Okay, they would have pushed seven easy. Here's kind of my own reason why I'm saying this because Leonard is kind of one of those overshadowed veterans. With I wouldn't I, even call him a veteran. Or he, Leonard, I would. I'd call yeah, him a veteran, but not with, overshadowed. Not overshadowed. I was gonna say with he's kind of in Flurry's shadow. You know, people always expect That's good people always expect Flurry to start. And everyone's like, holy shit, Leonard's starting tonight. Let's see what he can do. And we all get pumped up and excited for him to start. See, kind of going off of that, I was seeing a lot on social media this past week that a lot of people were angry, like Vegas fans and just hockey fans. I saw that. Were angry. just frustrated that Leonard was... I was trying to find out Flurry, Flurry, Flurry makes one mistake. Sorry to cut you off, but Flurry makes one little mistake. Mate makes that misplay, and boom, they bench him for the next two, what, three games, two games? Mm-hmm. I think it was two games. I think it was two, yeah. I, like he, he made this mistake in game four in overtime or whatever. I, I've i come to find out really quickly that Vegas that a lot of Vegas fans are very just obnoxious people. Like, diehard Vegas fans. Yeah. Like, kind of like Capitals fans. Capitals fans, Boston really? fans, Toronto yeah. fans, Montreal but, fans. Flyers fans, Red Wings fans. Sorry if we offend you, but it's the truth. I mean, I want to call Red fans obnoxious. They're just stupid, devoted for sure. Oh yeah, they got hundred percent probably the most devoted fans in the league. Probably next to to Toronto fans. I was gonna say Buffalo fans, but they don't have any fans. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Now here's a question for you guys, and you guys can kind of brew on this one for a little bit, but like. Seeing how Robin Lehner performed in the big stage of, holy shit, we're in the cup fi- or the Conference. cup playoffs and all semifinals. that, and we're in the semifinals. Do you think they're gonna look at this cup run or semifinal run and go into next season and maybe start Robin Lehner a little bit more? I think well, it all depends if they save him in the expansion draft. Yeah, it, it depends. They're like, tying I, down Flurry without question. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. It's I don't close. see them getting rid of Flurry. It's close between Leonard and Flurry. Like they signed a oh, what signed Leonard to what a six year contract for a reason. They probably plan on keeping him around for a while. They did that with the beginning of this season. Like a yeah. season between the past these past two seasons between the two COVID seasons. Yeah, they did it during kind of early on in the season. They signed him to a, it was either a five or six year contract. I can't remember what the exact number was, but it was a pretty big contract for a goalie. But then that also begs the question, is he going to be able to properly fill the shoes of Marc Andre Fleury? Honestly, if you it's gonna be that's gonna be I think his biggest think challenge it, going into the next well, season. Six okay. year contract was dumb. I think maybe I would have been okay with like a three or two or three year contract. Well, I think that six was kind of outrageous. Here's my Especially only... For a, at the time he when he was a backup? The only reason I'm thinking they did six because if something happens to Flurry, if he has, you know, he's up there in age for a hockey player. You know, if he would have... 36, a, I believe, 37. So, if, like, say for an example, you know, hopefully this doesn't happen. I'm praying it doesn't happen. But if he would have a career-ending injury or he has a career-ending surgery, like, I forget who he was that just had the hip replacement. Lundqu- Hendrik Lundqvist. Heart. Just had the heart. 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 Yeah, the heart. And he was out for the, what, 
Last season. half of the yeah, the season. The entire season. So now if something would happen like that to Flurry, I'm sure he would call a retirement. So now they would put Robin Letter up to start and they'd say, Okay, you still have three or four years under the gun instead of having one year scrambling to find a new goalie. But then at the same time they're also going to have to you gotta think about who are they gonna get for backups. Cause again, yeah, Mark Andre Fleury is a phenomenal goaltender. He's obviously a top tier no doubt. Hall of Fame, oh. Hall of Fame worthy goaltender. I don't even know who's behind Laner at this point. I don't know if they still have Oscar Dance or if it's they still um, have Oscar Dance. I know they have some Tyler Ferguson or Craig Ferguson, something like that. They're just uh, their uh, obviously they have depth in goaltending because you know back in the inaugural season when they had that that slew of you know five or six goalie and injuries. They drafted like two or three, and then, then the, or they in the expansion draft they got like two or three, and then drafted like two or three more in the actual draft. So yeah. if they had like. Five or six boys to play around with, in the, not only the minors, but their team. Yeah, well, like in, okay. In training camps. Here's my question for you guys. Do you think in the next few seasons, if when, if or when Flurry decides to leave, do you think they're going to scramble around those goaltenders? Maybe, I mean, maybe, they're maybe. Have, Robin Lehner isn't well, much younger. Well, here's what I'm thinking. You know, in the beginning of the season, maybe they can play around with the guys that, what are they, in the AHL? Or yeah. The, yeah. Okay. So play with a couple guys with the AHL, you know, Throw them in, throw them in like one NHL game just to see how they do. You know. Well, like, I think that's normally it's going to be what they're going to have to do. Well, I say I think normally when they do like call ups and stuff from the minors, I think they normally give them at least. Three, they can even it's use like those, three to five games. They I can know. even use some of those NHL players as trade bait for yeah. up and coming goaltenders, for example, such as somebody like I don't know, Jack Campbell or Thatcher Demko, Jake Allen, Jake Allen, players that are younger and are showing a lot of potential to be a starter. Actually, I, I don't I, know if Jake Allen's younger. I think he's, he's, he's an older guy. He's, he's an older guy. Old, mid, early 30s. Early mid 30s. Obviously, I think you guys are kind of, you know, doing like an oversight. Because, you know, with, with the expansion draft, with one of them being protected, this tandem, whoever they decide to protect and whoever they decide to leave open, they're Seattle's obviously going to pick up one of those two. Because with the veteran I mean, experience. I, I mean, if you look around, there are a lot of solid backup goaltenders. Like, I don't know if, like, go to, going over to Washington with Samsonov and Vanessic. But I don't you, know if Vanessa, Vanessic is protected because he's, he's two years or not. Regardless of, you know, what other goaltenders there are, they're still going to want that solid goaltender to be their number one to kind of lean on, just like Vegas did with Flurry, because Flurry was obviously their go-to guy, their leader in, in nets, to kind of get get their foot in the door. So, really, really, like... The Washington situation, neither goalie is really experienced prior to the yeah, season. I can still think of a couple other. Like I can think of Vancouver. They could protect Demko. They could probably take Holtby. In Washington, yeah, they, Lundquist, I, uh, I believe, would still be they're definitely available. Gonna, I feel I like they would save, I think they would save a, put a save on Lundquist or even that, that Seattle would debate taking Lundquist. I think definitely, I mean, it's almost guaranteed that... Uh, well, I shouldn't say even guaranteed because nothing is really guaranteed, but I really do see them probably taking, if they were to take goalies from Vancouver, they're definitely going to lock down Demko. They're yeah. going to definitely lock, lock just down. Just based on age. Yeah. Based, okay. on a, based on age. Based on just, what Pittsburgh did back in 17. Well, based on age and just overall performance. Yeah, and that, I, I mean, mean, that's another if, team that. And it's funny because, like, if you notice, like, back when Holby was with, Washington. Washington, the dude was a freaking animal in gold. Uh, they helped. called him the Holt Beast for a reason. But then the moment he went up to Vancouver, it he just, it. it was I a mean, shit show. It I wouldn't necessarily say he's lost or that he's bad. It just, it was, they struggled with COVID all season. Yeah. It's very tough to recover from, especially being an athlete. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I can't say anything for myself. I never had. I know. I know of a couple people that did have, and they said it wasn't that bad. But I'm saying for an athlete, somebody that is constantly active, that probably doesn't have a lot of, doesn't do a lot of good for your lungs and just yeah. your body is in general. Absolutely. So it was very tough for them to recover from that. And did hope he had. I mean, going back to see what they did him. in the 1920 season, and then coming comparing it to this season. Like the 1920 season? The 1920, 2020 season. Oh, who would you put, and who would you think would be their best goalie Teams for their defense? Teams that need a goalie? Teams Pittsburgh. Need a goalie. Pittsburgh needs a goalie. Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, yeah, Pittsburgh. Dude, can you imagine seeing friggin' Holt be in the black and gold? Oh, my God. I mean, that's another one. Like, Pittsburgh, if they decide to lock up to Smith, I could probably see Seattle taking Jari, if we're being completely honest. No, I don't see Wait, it. With his performance in the playoffs, no. No. I mean, like, I'm just saying, not going based off of this year's playoffs, he is a good goaltender. He, he is. is. He is. Besides see, this playoff performance. The only... The only the thing worst fucking performance I've seen in my entire life watching hockey. Okay. Do you know Ryan Ryan Polak, the defenseman for the Islanders, has more saves than Jari? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the only thing that scares me about Jari is I feel like Consistency. Well, it's that and I feel like he lets it all go to his head too much. You know, before before I mean, he get before he sits in there, you know. I've played sports, a couple of you guys have played sports, and he doesn't have the okay, I got this. It's that oh shit. What's going to happen? I, I'll coming. give him credit. After that game six, he pretty much in an interview took every ounce of playing for that series. Long. Yes. He goes, I know I didn't. I wasn't my best. He goes, I'm going to strive to be nothing but from now here on forward. He took every single ounce of playing for okay. that Okay, he needs to get out of his own head. You know, like I wrestle. I know wrestling is nothing compared to hockey, but it's one of those things where, you know, I'd go up on the mat and it would be like, holy shit, this dude is like twice my size and he's solid muscle. It's How a- am I going to take this? Goal, I think goaltending and, and wrestling are more of a, a mental thing versus exactly. anything. Exactly. They got to get. They got to get. got to get in the mental mindset. The mental mindset. The, me, the mental mindset. Yes. The, well, mental, I, the mental side of well, and as, of this how I'm going to take down this guy that's clearly better than. But, but not even that. It's that goes for any position in hockey if you really watch about it because you see these lightning quick forwards and even lightning quick defensemen coming out of like the minors and the affiliate teams, and. You know, they make one bad play where it's just like, oh, shit, I could have crossed it, or I could have sent it back to point. I could have, you know, there's so many other ways we could have done this to get the uh, puck in the back of the net. But So, so kind of going back to our main topic with um, with the, that series with Vegas and Montreal, like, what was your thoughts like that Montreal was going to be? Like, if you, I, I if, believe I was going to say this, but I lost my train of thought because we got in the sidetrack of goaltending. But yeah. one, again, that Wait. veteran goaltending matchup was that's unbelievable fun. to watch. No, I, so much. I never had that much fun walking, watching. That was, I, I told these guys earlier in the week, and I'm going to say it on, on air. If you don't told me Montreal would be taking down Vegas in the semifinals, we going to the cup finals. For the first cup final since 1993. Yeah, I would have called it fucking stupid. And the fact Straight that they're the first I Canadian team in general to go to the cup final. Re- no, regardless of what team. Uh, to what, win the cup final. Re- regardless of the cup. Edmonton uh, went in what? Oh, five. And then Vancouver in 12. 
Wait, regardless of, you know, Canadian versus American, if you would have told me Montreal will beat Vegas regardless, I would have called you fucking stupid and crazy. At the beginning of yeah. the playoffs, yes. Yeah. No, at the beginning, at the beginning of, this of this series, I would may not have called you as crazy. I might have still called you kind of dumb. Yeah. But I believe and, every single one of us at the beginning of the series said both of these series are going to at least six games. I th- oh, yeah. I believe we all agree yeah. on that when we did Absolutely. It. I think only one or two of us had Montreal. Ethan here had... Montreal I had over Vegas. Vegas. I think right? I said Vegas. I had Montreal. I had Vegas. Because I think I had, I had, I had Vegas Montreal in seven. I had Vegas in six. So Ethan's the only one here who took Montreal in general. Yeah. Wow. Um, I did say that I would not be surprised if Montreal took it, but I ultimately said Vegas in seven. Mm. And no, Montreal I think ultimately took it in six. What's just impressive, like how much they struggled this year, like with their yeah. co- like their coaches up and down, like with COVID. Or I, I don't I don't think Montreal was one of the teams that struggled much with. COVID. I think the if North team. Those are coaches. Rather than, other than Vancouver, I think the North teams did a good job avoiding COVID. If um, I'm going to be honest with you, I went the moment Colin sent in the group chat saying, "Oh well, uh, Montreal beat Vegas out last night." I I couldn't ha- I couldn't have flown to Google faster because I'm yeah. like because I'm like there's no way he's got to be messing with me on this one and sure as shit <laughs> yeah what was, I, what was I, the final I, score last night I didn't three two three, three two, two. two. In, over, in overtime double over I thought it was regular, double overtime no, no it was just regular okay. overtime wow. yeah I I had the notification pop up my on my phone not even five Who's, minutes who scored the game winner. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I, no, I, 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 I actually Coalfield? have them on on her. I think no. it was Coalfield. I think no, was, no, 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 wait, no. Um, Atari, Atari um, Lincoln in. Atari Lincoln in. Okay. I, Atari Lincoln I think in. Caulfield had one goal. Though. He he did. He okay. the, he had, uh, Montreal you second. Want, you want to okay. talk about somebody who's on fire? Coalfield. Yeah, I, Cole Caulfield. Yeah, is it Caulfield or Caulfield? He's Caulfield. 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 For in uh, being Cole a rookie Caulfield. too. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Te- so technically he'll be a rookie next season because he really so wasn't we, called we up until um, five, five and four. We don't want to be rambling so. on for hours and hours and on here. So okay, well, Stan- hey, Stanley Cup Finals, Montreal, Tampa, Tampa obviously right, taking hey. the home ice advantage. So. Let me ask you guys this: Who are your key players to look for, Montreal and Tampa? Brandon Point, for Cole Caulfield, Carey Price. I was going to say besides goalies because we already Shea discussed Weber. goalies. Is, no, Shea Weber's not with. Shea so okay, let's start with okay. Let's start with camp with Tampa. Yes. Let's start with Tampa, not to confuse us. So, out of Tampa Bay Lightning, who are your key players to look for? That Stammer. fourth line. That fourth line. The whole fourth line. The whole fourth line. Because that... Coleman... Coleman, Maroon, and... Good, I forget. Goodrow. Goodrow. Yeah. Is that, that whole fourth line obviously will bring that energy, that much-needed energy to that Tampa I team. I say don't... Obviously, with the way he's performed in this play, this playoffs and playoffs past, you can't count out Braden Point. Yeah. The dude's a fucking playoff monster. Oh, my God. God, I feel like he's going to be one of the biggest deciding factors in 100%. this in this se- mm-hmm. upcoming series. All right, ultimately, who's winning this bitch? Tampa, Tampa and seven. Tampa and six. You know what? I think I, I've, I've this, been doubting Montreal this entire fucking time. That's how I. I'm going to go. Want to do it again, but I'm, it is okay. so tough. If I'm going to be the only one doing this, I'm going to go Montreal game seven overtime. Because I I think this is regardless. Of how you look at it, I really do believe that it is going to be a seven-game barn burner. Oh, absolutely! In Montreal, I think because you got to think of that goaltending pair between Price and Vasil, Carey Price and Andre Vasilevsky. You have two behemoth goaltenders. Absolutely, both of them are large and charged and ready to fuck shit up. And both and both teams have have a phenomenal offensive core. 
The yeah. thing is, it, all it's going to take is, again, this is going back to round one with the Edmonton and Winnipeg when I said it's going to take McDavid Once. and Drysaddle to have one or two games where they're off their flow. I feel like it's going to take one or two games where Vasilevsky might crack under the pressure of the, seeing a veteran right across the ice from him, and he might just kind of just str- okay. struggle, but he might just kind of freak out a little bit and like, oh, holy shit, this, I'm, I'm playing against one of the greatest of all time across the ice there. And but then you also got to think about, look at the Montreal side and think about Carey Price and just how injury prone he is. Yeah. And I'm looking across the ice, oh, oh shit, this, this guy's not even 25 and he already has a cup under his belt versus yeah. I, I'm, you know, 33 years of age and this is my first third, cup finals. I'm 33 years of age, hurting, yeah. and I don't have a cup under my belt. Yeah. Okay, and let it's me... Just like, it's like, with looking at Montreal... How long a lot of those players have been there? How long he's been there? Yeah. The time to win is now. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now or fighting. Okay. Let me ask you guys this: for pairing wise, like you're talking about McDavid Drysdale, who are your pairings that if they crack, they lose that game? For Mont- 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 Montreal, it's the rookie. Oh, not really the rookie. The young parent, Zuki. Caulfield. Okay. Yep. That's your big two for Montreal. So you're saying if one of those have a weak and chain And for Tampa link, Bay, it's obviously got to be Stan Coast and Cooch. Yeah, I was it's thinking clearly. that. So let's go back to Caulfield. And what was the other name you said? Nick Suzuki. Okay. So you're saying if one of them have a weak game or a weak chain in that line, they're going to struggle that game. Yeah, they're going to break. Most of that offensive power comes from that Suzuki line. And you got to And you got to think now, due to the... Dirty, dirty cross-check the other night. You got to think now, Nikita Kucherov's going into the Stanley Cup final with broken ribs. Yeah, he's a tough motherfucker. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. But how are those broken ribs? It's very ribs? similar to what Eric Carlson did back in 2017 where I he played the entire conference finals with a broken ankle. Before we go And torn, really? uh, torn Achilles yeah. as well. Torn Achilles too, wow. Holy hell. Yeah. That's seven-game gonna... series with a broken ankle. Good Bro- God. What were you going to say, Ethan, about the broken ribs? Just that, what do you, how do you think that's going to affect that stammer, that stammer coochie one, one two punch? Well, his speed is good. I don't, I mean, t- looking at tonight, he didn't look, he looked 100% tonight. But that, look, could change, that could always change, that could always change in the coming weeks. What? But the, the, he, could, he could be in that locker room right now, hunched over in absolute yeah. excruciating pain right now. I mean, we, okay, but, but the, know that, that until later tonight. You, you can definitely tell. You can definitely tell if the adrenaline is the same, which it will be through the, these next seven games of the Cup Finals, he's not going to have a problem. Well, he's, Tampa he's, Bay takes this in four, or Montreal takes it in seven, you might hear at the end of the series, Nikita Kucherov needs a hip replacement surgery. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Like, he just It's just all the adrenaline. You're not even aware that you're in that much this pain. Is, I feel like this is going to probably be the most exciting Cup Final in no. probably the last five years. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, uh, what side does Stammer shoot? He left. What side are his he's ribs? A, he's a righty. He's a righty. What side are his ribs broken? Do we? Neither. Neither side. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Kuchi. Kuchi has. I think it's his right. Because I was Is it his left side? It's left side. Because I was going to ask what he side. Shoots, he shoots righty and he okay. took the cross check to the left. The back. Yeah. Back side of his left. Because why I was going to ask? Because when you take Kuchi's left, you take your side. Yeah, Kuchi's left you. The only reason I, was, I thought he was already. Never the mind. O- the only reason I'm asking is because if you think about a hockey player taking a slap shot, he uses his waist and he gets all that power from throwing his hips with his waist. How is I that going to contour his? Well, then at that ribs? point, you just avoid slap shots. At that point, you just pass it. 
Okay. Edge do nothing but wristers. Pass it to somebody saucers, like... Saucers, whatever you can pass, pass it to get, somebody like breaking point. point or, well, I know he's a big guy for slappers. That's why I'm asking you guys, where do you think... Do you think he should avoid him? Do you he's, think he he's should... He's going to. If he, if he plays the game smart, which Nikita Kucherov does... He is going to avoid him, I mean, and he is going to wait for the open opportunity to either wrist it or to pass. If he has to, he's going to do anything it fucking takes to win. Oh, yeah. He's the gonna dude's do, a if fighter. If he has to take a slap shot a game, he'll take a slap shot to a game. He'll say, fuck it, after but this offseason's recover. Yeah. And but I don't think he's going to rely it's, on it's, it. It might be a little bit shorter of an offseason than seasons past, but well, so regardless I'm not if he, sure what, the, it, what the plans are for the next season to start quite yet. Regardless if he misses the first two we- three weeks of the regular season... Big fucking whoop. He misses yeah. the first two again, or three weeks. Before we get too much more off topic, final game predictions and winners. Bobo, let's start with you. Fuck. Uh, I'm going to go Montreal in seven. Montreal in seven? Uh, it's going to take seven, but it depends how how big their goalies play. Yep. Yeah. Well, will they crack? Who's I'm sorry. Who's, I, who's, I, your, I can, who's I can, your final winner? I, I got to stick with my, my, uh, my Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm I'm sticking with Tampa in seven. I'm gonna go with Tampa in seven. I'm gonna be an odd one out. I'm like gonna say normal. Tampa in five. Ooh. Ooh! I just think I don't know. I think it's just gonna be one of those things like they want that they want that repeat. Okay. Yeah. Be only the third team to do in the past twenty twenty five years. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's gonna be like Tampa Bay is gonna take the first three. Montreal is gonna win game four. Montreal to avoid the sweep. Yeah, camp is going to win game five at home. The only reason I'm saying Montreal is because going off of what Kyle said, Carey Price is 33 this year and he doesn't have a cup under his belt. And he, it's that time where he, in his mind, he's like, I got to do this before I throw in the towel. I got to have one cup under my belt before I throw in the towel. If I'm, he wins the cup this year, he might retire. I'm doing, no, no, I, I'm not going to say he's retired. But I'm doing it solely based off of the meme Colin went off of in the first round that Toronto can't get out of the first round. I'm doing it based for the meme that a Canadian team can't win the cup. <laughs> as much as Carey Price will have that motivation, as much fire there will be under his ass, I don't think Carey Price is enough to help Montreal win the cup. Not saying you know, not saying he's a bad goaltender; he's a hell of a goaltender. But the, 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 but the oldest one here is what 23, 22, to almost 20, almost 24. The oldest one here, and the Canadian team has not won the Stanley Cup and now they're winning for all lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so hey, they might have a point to prove for Canada. They might. I mean, they they want it too. Maybe. Yeah. Alrighty. The next big topic we decided to do is called NHL sleepers, and these are kind. These are those players that are kind of in the shadows of the big dogs. That under are the radar. Under the radar are you know, kind of overshadowed by the players above them, but they when they have their shining moments, they can. A couple of us did a little bit differently. I did mine based off of. Um, they, that they play a little bit better than the potential they've had or have been given. Yeah. That's how I did mine. Here, or, can, or if they're calmly, or they calmly score, but then they just recently haven't. I I did mine career wise, so I took I did mine through like NHL fantasy. So the NHL definition or the NHL, yeah, the NHL and Google definition of what a sleeper is. Sleeper is a term used mostly during the draft to refer to NFL players or sports players that uh, they believe they're going to have a breakout season or their potential is overlooked. So yeah. kind of like the rookies coming into the big It doesn't even have to be the rookies. It could be somebody who's been in the league for several years now and just never yeah. really stood out until this season. Yeah, I think okay. all of mine have are at least second 
your players. I don't think I, I don't think I have any rookies on mine. I don't think I have any rookies. There's one that I'm not sure if he's a rookie or not. But. I have one rookie on mine. Okay, who wants yeah. to start? I first? only have two. two let's let's let three. Jeffy start this one off. Jeffy rarely starts. Um, I had for one of them. I had Kirby Dodge. Kirby Doc. Okay. Kirby Doc. Yeah, that's fair. He's definitely played a lot better than mm-hmm. anybody I guess would have anticipated. He's definitely worked up some trade value. Oh yeah. I know. I even saw a um a trade rumor, something that I said last week. I saw a trade rumor Kirby Doc for Jack Eichel and like. Also, like a draft pick or two. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of a trade, uh, trade piece, or a, a major piece to that yeah. that Eichel trade or potential yeah. Eichel trade. I, I'm actually going to go with uh, Doc's uh, teammate, uh, Dylan Strom. A sleeper. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I fair. I mean, he's potential, you know, uh, cement foot Strom. And granted, he plays on the line with you know the Brinkett, but I mean, uh, mm-hmm. obviously they have the chemistry there, but he's not. I don't think he's showing his. He has shown it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's, he's taken a step up since being traded to Chicago from Arizona, but I don't think he's 100%. And plus, he's yet. been fighting yeah. in the I mean, that's kind of what you call been... somebody that's not yeah. Yeah. Well, a, an elite Crosby, Ovechkin, McDavid yeah. level, but somebody yeah. that, you know, they're they're working on the potential to get there eventually. So. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I have Ian Cole as one of mine. I also one of my sleepers. Okay. I have Ian Cole. Out of, I, I went a little deeper in mine, and I did games played and all that fun stuff. So out of the almost 600 games played, he has 146 points and he was drafted in 2010. It's not bad for defensemen. No, That's yeah, really not, not bad, bad at all. I, I wouldn't call him a sleeper just because the style of game that Ian play, Cole plays. He's more of the, the physical end of the spectrum for defensemen versus, you know, that, that off, uh, offensive I mean, I, showcase. I'm right in the middle. I wouldn't call him a sleeper, but I wouldn't. I, I want, wouldn't keep him off my list. I want to call him sleeper, but I won't also sleep on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so that's my, what she said. So mine, I actually had. This is my one rookie. Uh, I actually said Cole Caulfield. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I de- I definitely think Cole Caulfield was. I mean, look how he's improved already. In oh the my playoffs. God, he has made leaps and bounds as far as how much he has improved. I mean, the kid's a freaking animal. And I really think he has a very bright future with the NHL. And being only you know, 20 years of age, I mean, yeah. he's he, only 20? Yeah. He's a young boy. He's, yeah. Well, I figured he was younger. I thought he was only like 18, 19. I don't, I don't know about you guys. I didn't number mine from 10 to 1 or anything. I didn't. So I'm just going to pick a random one. First off, Ethan's going to love this one. I got Anthony, Anthony Mantha as a sleeper. He definitely, yeah. He's definitely kind of overlooked. What? Be, especially being on Detroit, we all know every everybody from Detroit slept on. Uh, yeah, well, well I, drafted twentieth overall in twenty thirteen. He has a total of two hundred and two points in three hundred and sixteen games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he, he is a good player, and I feel like he does has done better in Washington. Yeah, already you can tell. Well, yeah. it, it's tough because like when you go from a team like honestly like Detroit to uh, an offensive stellar team like Washington, and, and he it, already proved that he's worth. A spot in that lineup. Yeah, so it, it's easy to go to an offensive powerhouse like Washington when no. you have, when, when you have you know Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Ovechkin, Oshie. It's no, it's, it's easy to trade and, 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 and even Chara. Sides. I wouldn't say Chara as much. Not not really. That, that trade ended up being good for both sides because both Verona and pa- Panic played very well for Detroit the last month of the season. So yeah. I mean, I, mean that, that tra- I, tra- I don't know, I don't know if I'd consider get either side of that trade a clear winner. Oh no! That was no. that they, was. I would say that was probably the fairest like mid-season yeah, trade that I'd seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I had Cody Glass of Vegas as one of mine because he's overshadowed by a lot of. He's a center okay. and a right winger. He's all. He's constantly being overshadowed. Out of the 66 games played in the career drafted at 19, he only has nine goals and 13 assists. Okay. And it's one of those things where I called him. I put him on my list. The biggest reason. Because, like I just said, he's kind of overshadowed by all the big dogs on Vegas. But once he gets that shining moment, I think he's going to ignite. Yeah. So my next one, I actually picked an Anaheim player in uh, Mr. Kevin Shattenkirk. Okay. I, th- I think Shattenkirk has proven his, his good moments in Tampa when they won their cup last year. Just, it's, it's again, it's, it's almost like the whole Mantha thing, you know. It just depends on the team around him. Yes, yeah. I, I think I, in my personal, but I think Shannon Kirk is just barely past the sleeper, but I definitely wouldn't, I, I wouldn't call you wrong for putting him on your list. Yeah, I'd say he's, he's I mean, like I, just like let's see, just about a year or two ago, he just just stretched over the the sleeper mark. I mean, I, I get what you're trying to get at. It's just you know where he kind of is above. Yeah. Again, these are all opinionated. So I mean, mm-hmm. these aren't. Right. Yeah, NHL.com like, top ten sleepers. Like it's not, like I, again, I understand where he's coming from with you know, Shatton Kirk. Shitting Kirk, but I mean, <laughs> either way. Jeffy, throw another one at us. Um, I had um another Detroit um kind of going with Kyle. I but I had Luke um Glenning. Luke Glendening. Luke Glendening. He was kind of actually awfully quiet this year because like just this season he only had six goals, nine assists, and fifteen. Detroit as a team only had six goals all season. Well, you also got to think that Luke Glendening got pinned the A this, yeah. this yeah. season. So it's, Huge shoes to fill. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously they have Larkin as their C, and then the two A's are Franz Nielsen and uh, Luke Glendening. Yeah. So I feel like that probably put a lot of pressure on him as well. That's kind of like where I'm like, I know he's not a bad player. Like, I definitely think it was a good pick yeah. for for an A for them, but I personally would have liked to have seen Mantha, but that yeah. that maybe that trade was long up and coming, and that's, that's probably, the, why probably the, reason. the reason they didn't. Yeah, they just they had talk. Maybe they were they're probably in talks early off season last season. Oh, I wouldn't have doubted. It took this long for somebody to give them a good offer. Yeah, I was a little heartbroken by that trade, but I mean, as well, I think most of Detroit fan. I was very shocked to see that. Yeah, but was, I mean, I'd say him and Larkin were two that I would not have seen them trading. He was one. I would have seen Glenn Denning. Honestly, I would have seen Glenn Denning before going before Mantha. Another one I have on my list, I have Vinny Churchek out of Florida. I just think he's overseen by both Barkov and Huberto. And now Patrick Hornquist had a really good season over there. Uh, he's had uh, 327 career points in 474 games played. He had oh, wow. 43 points in 47 games this season. So ju- wow. Just shy of point per game this season. Uh, he's drafted 64th overall in 2011 for a sec, or no, that'd be a third rounder back in 2011. That's not, that's pretty damn solid for a third rounder. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> um, I had Oliver Borkstrand of the Jackets as one of my sleepers. Be- being drafted in 15, having 177 points isn't really a lot for a winger. Would you have, sorry? Ollie Bjorkstrand. Ollie Bjorkstrand. I also have Ollie Bjorkstrand, yeah. And, you know, like I said, you know, having 177 points isn't a lot for being drafted seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I'm going to go with the first goalie 
Ooh. on the list, and I said Mackenzie Blackwood. Okay. Yeah. That. Oh. Just yeah. be just being on a very dare I say mediocre New Jersey team. He's 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 good. He yeah, really is. I. He well. He did I, damn good for me in fantasy for a good portion of this season. I'll tell you. Yeah. That. yeah I. <laughs> I was dumb enough to get rid of him, and that's when he got even fucking better. <laughs> yeah, I I had to throw Mackenzie Blackwood in there because I mean, yeah, Jersey's not that good. Yeah, but he's kind of like their shining light for him. But mm-hmm. I don't, he's, I don't they're, feel they're, like they're light at the end of the tunnel. I don't feel it. like he gets enough press coverage. For yeah. sure, and I I can honestly agree. I I don't have him on my list, but that is a great point. And he's I, he's pretty young too, ain't he? He's I, like, he's like twenty three. Yeah, yeah. because I almost put a few goals on rookie. Mine. I want to say last season. I think it was the year so. before. Second, it's his second full season yeah. in the NHL. Played a couple, couple appearances here and there in eighteen nineteen, but yeah. All right, I'm actually going to move out to the uh, the Wild West within Arizona. Uh, Nick Jar, uh, Jarlson, uh, jo- Nick Halmerson. Well, yeah, Halmerson. Fu- I can't fucking pronounce his name right yeah. now. Uh, but uh, well, I almost positive it's either Halmerson or Jalmerson. I think it's Halmerson. I think it's Halmerson. Yeah, it's I mean, the H or the J is silent. I don't fucking understand it, the language. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's the H at sound, but regardless, you know, obviously with his cup experience in Chicago, he really hasn't shown in, in the desert. So, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously Arizona's not a good team behind, you know, Phil Castle. But mm-hmm. I, yeah. That boy, uh, Phil. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Me and Phil. All right, Jeffy, give us your fourth. Um, I had Jared McCann. Ooh. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, seeing he's now down to, what, fourth line, third line? Yep. Fourth line now, yeah. Just some of the players that have uh, overlooked him the past season and a half. You know, Brandon Tanev, Casper Kapanen, obviously the top six, Malkin Crosby, Russ Gensel, all those guys. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I personally think he has potential to be like, a yeah. first-line winger within the upcoming seasons. He's yeah, definitely, he's... definitely at least second line. Yeah, he's good. Once Malkin returns, I can see him becoming a second. Because I believe he can play both center and wing. Uh-huh. So I can definitely see him becoming a second-line winger. Or the second-line center after Malkin. Absolutely. Like, he's good. It's just he's just getting kind of overshadowed. And everyone else has just have been proven yeah. over just over him. Mm. But um, he's going to get good. Like, even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he better get good scrub. Get good scrub. I'm going to... Second Ethan with our second goalie on this list. I'm giving it to Thatcher Demko. I think he's Ooh, I ve- almost... been very much slept on. We, oh, like, we yeah. mentioned him yeah. earlier when we were talking, just talking about playoffs and goalies and stuff like that. Absolutely. In his career so far, he has a 34 and 31 record. Not amazing, but also Not nothing, nothing to be he's slept positive. on. He's mm. positive. 2.93 goals against average with a .911 save percentage. Wow. That's pretty. That's pretty that's good. That's good. Like, yeah. Yeah, especially on the, a, a piss poor Vancouver team. I mean, obviously he's shown his worth, you know, in the twenty nine, uh, not twenty nineteen, twenty twenty playoffs, pushing Vegas all the way. Yeah, yeah, it's that that's impressive for a, a young, inexperienced yeah. Vancouver team. They definitely, I would consider Vancouver. I believe they were one of the underdogs in last year's play in the COVID playoffs. Mm-hmm. They were. So I mean, they, I mean they have, they struggled this year, and that was shown with. How many? I think it's just about every damn near every single player on their team and coaching staff got diagnosed at one point or another. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and one where they had what three weeks where they didn't play a single game. Yeah. At one point in time, they had six forwards, three defensemen, and a goaltender. Wow. Not not even you I know. Dem- not, Demko was that goaltender. I don't re- I don't remember. It's been a long that's time. That's why I hope he was struggling because he was playing starting damn near every single game because they didn't have a 
<laughs> Backup form. Mm. Um, I had a Vendry Dadernoff out of Ottawa. Evgeny Dadernoff? Okay. Evgeny Dadernoff with... Mm-hmm. Have you never heard of Evgeny Dadernoff? You're just doing the base smart ass. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with 355 games played, he's had 222 points. Yeah, which that's fair. isn't that's very you know, very sleeper yet. Yep. Which you know, it's kind of like what you got going off what you guys were saying. It's not very bad. He but he was drafted in Onak. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I just so casually said yeah, but oh yeah, he he was drafted in 09. I forget his original team. Is he with now? Ottawa. Want to say Florida? Maybe San Jose. San, not 100%. San Jose. But still, you know, being drafted, you know, in 09 or only having, you know, 230 points, he might, you know, break out one of these seasons and just be on fire, or he might just, you know, lay in bed and sleep a little more. Uh, <laughs> moving on. He was drafted 71st overall in 2007 by Florida. Florida Seven. Okay. okay. I had a, I found 09. That might have been the year he, got, he went to Montreal. All right. Ottawa. So... My next one, I actually went up to uh, Edmonton and said uh, Killer Yamamoto. Yamamoto, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, Yamamoto. Just based off of Jai Seidel and McDavid, anybody on auto, on auto. Edmonton's going to be slept on. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> well, I, I watched him during a couple we, of We've said before, take either one of those two players off the team. Boom, Edmonton is automatically not even the playoff contender anymore. They're bottom of the barrel. Yeah. They're like... <laughs> That's why the getting their ass handed. They're like freaking getting their ass handed to them by Red Wings bad. <laughs> I think there's a whole different level between Red Wings bad, Buffalo bad. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Colin, throw another one at us. All right, I had um, going back to Tampa. Uh, Patty Maroon, obviously, he did spectacular in uh, both both his cup runs in '19 and uh, in St. Louis and the '20. Tampa, yeah. but like th- this season, Grant, granted, he provides that energy and that. He, he did the reverse, yeah. Marion Hosa. Yeah, <laughs> Marion Hosa and oh, lost from two, with two different teams back to back years in 0809. And then one was two different teams in 1920. So yeah, the re- re- reverse, Marion Hosa. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely would call him a sleeper for sure. Mm. Um, for me, another one I had going up to Carolina, I Brock McGinn. Okay, yeah. I would I would give you Brock again. He's Yeah, drafted back in twenty twelve, second round. Um like just this year he only I mean he only has eight goals, five assists. Um, How many games did he play though? Thirty seven. That's not terrible. Thirteen, fourteen points in thirty seven games. That's yeah. For him, I think he's third line. I want to say, sir, I don't know much about Carolina. We can play honest with you there. Yeah, because in total, in his entire career, he has 106 points. In how many games? Uh, in 345 games played. Not terrible. About point every three games, around in that in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. Did you have Kyle? Another one I had. I've been I've been seeing him mention his name on and off throughout the playoffs. Alex Tuck out of Vegas. Uh, he has 139 career points in 255 games. Uh, drafted 18th overall, 2014 by Minnesota. Uh, which I didn't, re- I didn't know that he was drafted that long ago. I thought he was one of the ones that Vegas drafted. But I was completely wrong. Well, technically they did draft him in the expansion draft, I believe. Mm. But yeah, he's he's been pretty damn good for them. 
points last year and this season in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't have much other things to say about it than he's pretty damn good in the playoffs. Um, I have Brandon Saad out of Colorado. Yeah. With being drafted in 11, having having 321 points, he's been in the league about 10 years, and, you know, and he's another one of those. He's, he's, he's been all around the league already. Yeah. In 10 years. Yeah. Well, and that's if you're at Nashroff, you know. Dishonor! Let's go! <laughs> so, uh, the next one that I had actually scored the game-winning conference final goal the other night for Montreal in Mr. Arturi Lekkonen. I actually had, had him as well. Yeah, I mean, he played a really great game during the uh, regular season, and obviously mm-hmm. he scored the goal that sent Montreal to the cup final. So, first For the first time since 1993? For, for the first time since 93. Yeah. Which, I gotta say, Montreal was a surprise this year. The, I, they were I, definitely... I, definitely I know kind of like we were talking about in our other topic with about Montreal... As I said, I was completely blown away. You cannot underestimate Montreal. Uh, I'm honestly surprised they made it past that second round, to be honest with you. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, obviously, playing Winnipeg, but also having the chance to play in Edmonton. Do you really think they would have made it past? No. But they did. So. I'm going to go out of one here, Kakolinov. Go with another player from Montreal and Nick Suzuki. I also had Nick Suzuki. Yeah, uh, 13th overall in 2017, a total of 82 points in 127 career games so far. This dude's only like 20 years, 21 years of age. Yeah, I'd say he's super I young. Said last I year think was he's his... younger than most of us here. So. I said last year was like his first year. <laughs> yeah, last year. And he broke this was, I, I believe this was considered his rookie year. Last year I, he played a handful of games. Ironically enough, he was drafted by Vegas in, uh, in 17. And then he, he, was, he was swapped for uh, Max Petretti. He played for London, right? You had to play against the team that drafted him in the conference finals. I I don't remember what he. I'm so used to calling him the conference finals. You can't. They're not even calling it the conference finals this year. But I'm just so used to calling him. Yeah, I think we all are. Taking him back to my my spot, I actually had a out of Buffalo, even though they don't have many good players. Is uh, Jeff Skinner? I that's fair. He's kind of overpaid for not even a fourth line center. Well, yeah, now I'm making it sound bad, but I mean, obviously he won rookie of the year with Carolina. What is it, eight eight years ago? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you got what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Eight eight years ago, and now coming up to Buffalo, he's just kind of falling off a cliff. And which is unfortunate, especially this year. Buffalo kept scratching oh. him as a healthy scratch, like a lot. Buffalo, this. Buffalo just. They need Jesus. When they first did it, it was like his first healthy scratch in what, like basically like six years? Yeah. That's what it was yep. up for. They kept, like, he it's was just, just a, wa- a wasted talent at this point, man. He is a talented player, without question. Yeah, well, look at uh, Dali and Ristolainen, Eichel. I mean, they have talent, it's just they fucking suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you don't you don't win eighteen lose eighteen games in a row if, you, if you're a good team. Yeah, because <laughs> in his 53 game played this season, he only has 14 points. And dead, even seven. Seven apiece. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I actually, you guys might surprise me on this one. I had Capo Caco, if that's how you say his name, of the Rangers. Drafted in 19, 
has uh, 32 points. How many 19 games? goals, 21 assists, and 114 games. But he's only yes, yes and no. I think it's a little early. I mean, yeah, I mean, I put Nick Suzuki online, so I guess you can't say it's too early. Again, again, these are all opinionated. My opinion, I wouldn't put him on, but I again, nothing wrong with you putting him on yours. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't have. I don't have much. I don't know a lot about him. I don't have much to say about him, so I can't shit talk him. Yeah. The. Next guy I have is a player that I hold very near and dear to my heart is uh, Mr. Tomas Tatar. Former Red Wing. Former Red Wing. And he was all right with Detroit. And now he's with Montreal. Everybody was all right with Detroit. Yeah, he was all right with Detroit. But he's done a thousand times better since he's been on Montreal. And it's... Really great to see him. One of the most fun names to say in all of hockey. Tata. Thomas Tata. Tomas. Tomas Tata. All right. Um, for one of my other few players I had down, I had um, um, Malkin for Pittsburgh. Obviously, we've all talked about it with him. Like He's just been slowing down. First, Penguin fans where we've roasted him enough. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> um, Jordan Eberle for the Islanders. He's been just been just purely quiet, like, just this year. Um, and then for um, New Jersey, I had Jack Hughes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Very fair. Um, and then the other, then Ryan gets left. Yeah. Well, that's two of mine. I got Nikolai Ehlers from Winnipeg, just based off of how he performed this season. He had 46 points in 46 games this season. Pretty pretty damn good, in my opinion. Uh, Jake DeBrusque out of Boston, 134 points in a four, 244 career games. You know, For mid mid-first rounder, pretty, pretty solid, not too bad. Uh, former Otter, got to give some shout-out to Andre Burakovsky. I don't know why he's never been in the Selkie you know, nominations. He's one of the best defensive forwards in the game, I think. Uh, 234 points in 439 career games. He's had not a bad year. He, he had 40, 44 and 53 games this season. And our last one, we've mentioned it before, Braden Point. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I just, the only reason I'm calling him a sleeper is he's overlooked by Kucherov, Stamkos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a lot of bigger names in front of him. Regular season point versus playoff point. Really, because he, he's a, he's a, Fantastic this playoffs. It's just yeah, regular yeah. season. He's not getting. I don't think he's getting as much. He's quiet as he in the play, um, regular season. Just when playoffs come, he. I'd have to give that one. Yeah, he, he, he has yeah, seventy yeah. points in sixty-one career playoff games. Damn, <laughs> more, more than a point. <laughs> more, per game. more than a point yeah. per game in the playoffs. That's pretty insane. All right, in my last few, I had Josh Anderson out of Montreal yeah. with three hundred nineteen games played. He's at one hundred thirty-nine points, drafted in twenty fourteen. Uh, Martin Nikas out of Carolina, 125 games played with 79 points drafted in 17. Matt Grizzlick out of Boston with 255 games played and 74 points drafted in 16. And coming to a close with Devin Toes. Devin Toes. Devin Toes. With 169 games played and 77 points drafted in 18. I The last two that I had... Uh, one of them is with Bobo. I agreed with him with uh, Devin Taves. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
definitely very overlooked. And another guy I actually believe is criminally overlooked. I said Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yes. Yeah, I, I had to give. Got to get at least two of those Edmonton boys in there. Yeah, I I had to give it to RNH because I mean, he's he he's, did phenomenal with Edmonton the ceiling ceiling this season. <laughs> All right, and before we close it out, I'm gonna give you guys your interesting fact of the week. I've forgotten I found this earlier this week, and it was a couple pages back in my uh, my screenshots. Coming from a post on the Sportster.com by Mitch Lilliard, posted way back in April 20th of 2017. The San Jose Sharks were almost named the Rubber Puckies. The <laughs> 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 San Jose was awarded an expansion team to begin play back in the 91-92 season. The team owners Gordon and George Gund held the team name the team contest and got more than 2,000 entries and suggestive names as ridiculous, anywhere from the Salty Dogs, the Blades, the Rubber Puckies. The Rubber Puckies. It's kind of like... Yeah. Yeah, the San Jose... We could almost have the San Jose Rubber Puckies. I almost don't want to do the outro after that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just a quick funny fact I found. I thought it was pretty hilarious. I had to share it. That is, because... So if they score a goal, does the mascot slide in, too? The rubber puckies. <laughs> All right, and that'll do it for this week's episode of uh, the Buster Podcast, whatever yeah. the fuck this is. Yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Obviously, if you have any questions going forward, please post. Please do anything. We're more than willing to answer any ridiculous questions y'all might have or or anything. I'm serious or something as stupid as the rubber puckies. We'll answer your questions. Yeah, I. Uh, Please tune in. Obviously, we'll have more more info, more news on uh, on when, whenever we move over to whatever it is, whether there's Spotify or anything. Obviously, tune into our TikTok, which obviously Kyle and Ethan are taking over. Our Twitch, which we'll eventually post to at some point in time. If you aren't following, aren't following us on Facebook, Twitter, whatever all, other social media. By this point, guys, seriously, what the buck? We're 24 yeah. weeks in. Get it done. Six. Like Larry the Cable Guy. Get, get, get it done. done. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys.